Hey everybody and welcome back to Practice Makes Faithful. We are so excited that y'all are joining us today. We had a great episode ahead of us. We are in Season 3, Episode 6. My name is Ben Patterson, joined as always by Paul Hubart. Yep, here the morning after the Super Bowl. So yes. on the most unproductive day of the year, apparently for people who work. So <laughs> there you go. So uh, even though people are listening to this on a Wednesday, <laughs> I just want I just want for the record, I want the record to show that we're here being a very productive, productive morning for me. Yeah. on the most unproductive day of the year. And, and we, we are also yeah. joined by Rob Shaver, our <clears throat> discipleship minister here at Great Shop. Which is why we're being productive because yeah. Rob's here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, the conversations that we had that led up to the podcast did take about 40 minutes longer than they did last week. Yeah, that's fair. Is that true? <laughs> and uh, so there may have there may have been some less productive moments of this morning. Well, but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah. probably not. There you <laughs> go. There you go. How was like uh, a pretty normal morning to me. <laughs> how was your Super Bowl weekend? It's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah we actually you spent it together. Uh, you hung out. To, hung out last night. Shared Look. some chicken wings <laughs> mm-hmm. and other things. So it's a good time. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> it's, okay. Yeah. It was good. It was a good good weekend. Very chill. It's the one uh, one football game that I will watch with my dad each year. Okay. He's a major major football okay. guy. So you know, a little bit of a tradition built around that, but. It was a good, good time. Good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was the only pro football game I watched from beginning to end this whole season. I have to say, watched a lot of college football beginning to end. But yeah, uh, I know that hurts Rob's heart since he's a pro guy. But or maybe you don't really to care. To each his own. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, you're gonna have to reel us back in. All right, <laughs> let's do it. So we're in our series. More power. Uh, we are in part two of that. Paul, you want to get us kicked off of that? Yeah. So, um, Rob, if you could uh, maybe take just a minute, set the stage for what we talked about last week, and maybe give us some um, some flavor of what this whole series is about. Just so, again, that we set the stage, and then we can talk more specifically about this week's message as well. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, a hidden theme in the book of Ephesians, uh, I believe has to do with God's power and the power that he is uh, putting in the church and giving to Christians. And and that is on display, what we, we looked at closely last week, two prayers that the mm. Apostle Paul prays for the Ephesian church, one in chapter one, one in chapter three. And in both of those, he wants them to really understand the power that they have. So last week, we looked at that prayer and, and looking at, okay, well, how is it that the Apostle Paul wants them to understand this this power? And it's all he really, you know, not to minimize it, but what he is doing for them is praying for them. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the highlight of that was to really look at uh, the power that he talks about, he mentions, is incomparable. The incomparable power of God, the same power that God uses to raise Christ from the dead, is available to us. And so last week, we really focused on that God part and and then brought it back to us. If God is that big, if God is that powerful, we believe that it wasn't just that he was that powerful 2,000 years ago when he raised Christ from the dead, but that power is still God's and still available. And so then the challenge to us was, are we taking advantage of that? And, And mostly through prayer, 
You know, well, do our prayers, the way that we approach God in prayer, does that reflect our faith and our belief that God really is that powerful? So then this past week, we looked at the beginning of chapter 1, where one of the things that's mentioned is that we are, we've been adopted, we've been predestined to be adopted uh, for sonship through Jesus Christ. And so if that is our relationship, if that is where we lie as individuals or as as a group, as children of God, uh, then to kind of, I guess, really just relish in that a little bit, mm-hmm. like just to, to, to not forget that is our position in this world. Mm. And then tie that in some with the, the last chapter where there is a reminder that our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, you know, but against all these spiritual uh, things that are attacking us. And so that God is equipping us, God is empowering us, not so that we can be stronger and faster and smarter than the other people on earth, uh, but so that we can win in the spiritual realm. And, and mm-hmm. that is the, the power and empowering that we have. Uh, so really just to, to, to under, for us to start to understand that. That it, here we have Paul's prayer for the church and but the rest of the letter also has some hints and clues about kind of his understanding of God's power that he wants for the church to, under, to know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. So what, what would you say then, the landing place yesterday, specific takeaway um, was out of that challenge? I mean, <clears throat> I, I struggle with that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I kind of wrestle with three or four different things like, um, and even at one point thought maybe just not have anything, you know, just that's it. Like you're God's child. Yeah. You, this, this is an empowering thing and maybe that's all people need to hear. But, uh, I did have some, some kind of words to say, well, if, if you, if you need something to do, you know, like a yeah. takeaway, yeah. Uh, an application, then it, it kind of came back to praying, you know? And so the, in, in that Ephesians six, in the armor of God passage, it ends with and pray uh, for all the saints with all kinds of prayers on all kinds of occasions, and and so that was kind of the challenge. All right, if last week we were challenged to pray bigger prayers, um, maybe this week pray wider prayers. So mm-hmm. just kind of expand that too. Uh, as we get, if you can accomplish this, if you can really uh, have a comfort and a confidence in I am a child of God and. And do I even understand a tenth of what that really means mm-hmm. to be a child? Then isn't it a sad thing if somebody doesn't, you know, if, if they understand mm-hmm. even less? Or isn't it sad? Like, so we want to understand that more, but then we want our brothers and sisters in Christ to really get that. Because if we get that, then we'll all maybe pray bigger, bolder prayers and, and see mm-hmm. God work more. Okay, so, so in case um, somebody may not understand the distinction that you were just making between deeper prayers and wider prayers, how would you, how would you frame that? Uh, so, so I guess deeper, you know, thinking about more personally, uh, you know, if there's something in my life, if, uh, you know, like that, uh, maybe there's some challenge that I have, some sin that I'm struggling with, and, and maybe I'm praying that God will take it away. Uh, well, can God take it away? Sure, God has the power to take it away. Mm-hmm. But what would that look like if I made, if I prayed bigger? 
Mm -hmm. Right. And so that, so that I guess mm -hmm. was the week one challenge to go in, I didn't use the word deeper then, but in today we are, um, to take that to the next level. Well, no, not just to take it away and this will come back up in a couple of weeks. Um, but to train, to change me, to transform it, to maybe the same thing that was a struggle can now be a strength. Or maybe the thing that was a struggle and that's now a strength, I can be comfortable in talking to mm -hmm. other people. There's somebody else that might be struggling with that same thing that, <clears throat> that now the thing that I was ashamed about can be something that I am boldly talking to other people about. You know, and, and, and maybe that can be even bigger than that. You know, um, because, because I believe that if God can raise Jesus from the dead, that he can do that. Mm -hmm. So then the wider thing is just, um, and, and that wasn't really necessarily the focus of week one to, to be all mm -hmm. about you because I asked people, uh, if, if you have something for yourself, pray it. But if not, come up with a prayer for the church. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and, yeah. so, and so that's kind of the looking wider is, uh, you know, pr pr that's the directive in chapter six, pray for all of the saints. You know? So maybe if you prayed for Grace right. Chapel, we'll pray for all of the churches yeah. in Atlanta, pray for all of the churches in Georgia, pray for all the churches in the US, all the churches in the world. Because like, there are things that, ways that God can work locally, and there's ways that God works globally. Uh, and so, I mean, that's pray, pray for the saints on all occasions, in all kinds yeah. of ways. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, but, but even if people could just walk away from that with just a, that renewed understanding and excitement about, oh yeah, like this is who I am. Mm -hmm. God has adopted me. He has made me his child. And, and just to be excited about that. that that's the big thing. That's great. That. That's, yeah. You need to do something, then pray. Yeah, <laughs> that's really so, good. Understand, you know, because that's the position we have then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so, you know, as we've been talking these last few weeks, um, and even as we were talking this morning, kind of preparing for the podcast, there is this conversation that always seems to come out of um, the times where we're focusing on prayer. You know, it's a prayer is answered, prayer is unanswered sometimes, what mm -hmm. we feel like. Um, and especially in this too, as you're bringing in now, in this past weekend, the idea of, of kind of our status with God or that we are God's adopted children, mm -hmm. right? So um, there, there's, there's a lot of confidence that can come in that. Certainly, um, I think maybe if, if it's the first time you're hearing this, mm -hmm. you hear, wow, that's incredible. I've, I've never seen that before. Or maybe if you're hearing it for the fourth or fifth or sixth time even, it's incredible. You're, you're coming back to this realization of the truth of these words, but there are times where I think because of our view of things, maybe our framework, or we talked about last week, even our worldview, which sometimes our biblical worldview can be a pseudo-biblical worldview, where again, maybe we're too limited in our thinking about prayer. Mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not deep or mature enough in how we understand the way prayer, I even hate to use this, but prayer works, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. how does prayer work? Um, you know, so, so I guess let me set the question up this way. So if we talk about, you know, prayers, sometimes we, we have those prayers answered the way we want the prayers to be answered. Sometimes the prayers go unanswered, at least from our perspective. Um, we see our status as God's children. So we struggle with why does God, who is my father, who says he loves me, there are times where the thing I pray for 
comes through. There are the thing times where the thing I pray for doesn't get taken away, removed. I don't receive that thing I asked for. And I think there are times out of that where we can wonder, you know, God, if if I'm your child and you say that you're a good father and you know our heavenly father who loves us won't he give us good things but then we have times where we feel like that good thing went ungiven unreceived whatever we thought it was that was good mm-hmm. so as we were talking this morning um, you, you gave kind of three potential landing places uh, not necessarily great landing places that we sometimes <laughs> go to okay. when we feel like the thing we asked for we didn't receive you know and it can be something very very deep and very real you know you even mentioned you know the times when you're praying for someone to be delivered from cancer and all of a sudden miraculously they seem to be delivered from cancer the scan comes back clean and there are times where everybody's praying for somebody to be delivered from cancer and and they they aren't at least right. physically here um that we can see you know we know that we believe that that person is now cancer-free living with God, which there's nothing better than that. But still, this earth, this side of heaven, we want to see God move in power, as you've been talking about. So yeah. maybe we could flesh out those three kind of maybe erroneous conclusions and then talk about a better landing place um, in the struggle we have with unanswered prayer, our mm-hmm. status mm-hmm. with God, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah the uh, kind of like cringy. Thing that you will sometimes hear or or th- people maybe think <laughs> is uh, well, I guess there's two. Um, one, and, and th- I guess I say they're cringy, but there could be truth in these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it's it gets ugly if it's if it becomes a, all about that. And that yeah. one would be is like, well, you just didn't have enough faith, right? Yes. Like. You know, God, God's answering mm-hmm. Ben's prayer because Ben had faith, but mm-hmm. Paul, sorry, you just didn't have enough faith. So if yeah. you want, yeah. you have to, and and so, so again, that could be true. Like the, like sometimes we we want to be faithful in our prayer. In the beginning of James, talks about asking for wisdom. And he says, you know, you don't. Some of you aren't receiving because you don't. Believe, or you're not asking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're just not asking, and then you're not believing. You know, and if you're asking and doubting, then you're like a double-minded man, and, mm-hmm. and then God's not going to give. But mm-hmm. well, um, so so it could be true, uh, but if we put that on side, that can be very damaging yeah. because sometimes that person is very faithful, and that's really yeah. where that where the crying mm-hmm. out to God comes from is you're like, I believe you can do this. I believe you have that power. I believe I'm your child who you love. And, you know, and, and I, and we've been praying and I've, and I've asked other people to pray and we're praying all kinds of different things, uh, you know, and, and you, and yet you're not, it doesn't feel like you're, there's any answer. You know, yeah. there's any, there's no movement. <clears throat> yeah. And so that can be, that can be very frustrating, but that's a, so that would be generally an erroneous conclusion is to say, well, it's not happening because you don't have enough faith, but we can all in have more faith, you know? Yeah. So, so that. kind of something's wrong with me. Yeah. And that one. And that's one side of it. The other yeah. thing is, uh, there's, there's kind of, sometimes we put the suspicion on like that, 
that you're sinful. Now we maybe we're all sinful, yeah. but it's like, but maybe maybe there's something that you're doing. And sometimes we do this to ourselves, not mm. you know, like so. It's like, okay, I, God's not answering this prayer. Then we go to bargain mode. All right. Well, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. All right. Uh, what? What do you want from me, God? Like, mm -hmm. is there mm -hmm. something that I need to give up? Is there something that I need to do? And, mm -hmm. and we'll even say, "I'll do anything, whatever it is." Like, if you can just heal this person, or if you can take this thing away from me, or if you can make this path straight, or make this thing right, like, mm -hmm. then I will. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll do this thing for you. Like, I'll mm -hmm. I'll spend more time with that person I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it might be. Uh, yeah, so so those would be maybe maybe there's something wrong with me. Uh, maybe there's something wrong with God. You know, like that. Maybe that starts to get into both of those things because if I'm going to bargain with God, mm -hmm. maybe it's because I feel like I'm not giving enough, or maybe it's because I see have a view of God in which He is more demanding. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I've got this thing, but which is kind of a warped view of God, like. I will give it to you if you can, you know, pony up a little bit more of yes. uh, whatever is in your life. Could, could you characterize those? I mean, it would be fair in what you're saying. In the first instance, we believe we're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And in the second one, we may actually be questioning the goodness of God. Yeah. Because of... So it, something's wrong with God. Yeah, I'm not yeah. doing this because something's wrong with and God. And that could definitely lead to that going even beyond like a bargaining stance, but just when when mm. we, because we convince ourselves. I mean, certainly there's things that we can pray for that with some human counsel, people could say uh, like that's not a good. You shouldn't even be praying for that. But you know, something like mm -hmm. healing for someone who's sick or help for somebody who's needing help. Mm -hmm. Like those are worthy things. These are good things, and so that's where it becomes a challenge. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. God, this is a good thing I'm asking you for. Why are you not, you know? So mm -hmm. why are you not coming through for me here? And then, especially when we can look out in the world, you know, and the rain falls on the righteous and the wicked, yeah. you know, and like, and that. So then, <clears throat> you can see someone that, and again, this is all your own judgment. I'm asking for a good thing. Now I'm looking out and I see someone who doesn't deserve it as much as I do, or as much mm. as my friend does, yeah. or as much as right. my relative yes. does, and you gave it to mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. yes. You gave them the healing, or you gave them the mm. opportunity, you know, whatever it might be. And then that becomes, that that makes us question the goodness of God, for sure. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that first one too, I mean, I, I can remember from a number of years ago, um, uh, a an elder and his wife that I had been fairly close to at one point in time who who lost their son to cancer mm -hmm. in, a, in a fairly long battle with cancer and I can remember a conversation where he he was struggling because he had been told by a minister that happened because you didn't have enough faith mm -hmm. you know yeah. so yes the cringeworthy piece is it true that there are times where we pray for things and we don't have enough faith sure but when we put that on someone else, yeah. you didn't have enough faith. And, and that's, that's why, why somebody died. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, so yeah. terrible, terrible thing when we do, um, when we make those kind of judgments. And I think maybe we try to make things very simple when it comes to prayer. Or we look at one passage of Scripture. And out of that passage of Scripture, we say, well, if you just have enough faith, then you'll mm -hmm. get the mm -hmm. thing you ask for, whatever that mm -hmm. thing happens to be. Which is, a, which is much too simplistic. Um, I think it's also much too simplistic to say, 
kind of the opposite of that as well. This is a, it's a very, I think, again, I hate to use the phrase, you know, how, how does prayer work, you know? Um, but how the, the way our engagement, our relationship with God works, what he says yes to and no to is not simple in the end, it sounds like. Yeah. You also talked about maybe a, a third possibility. So God is still good, but he just doesn't work this way anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that some in the, the first lesson is, you know, so just that w when we talked about ways that we limit God, mm -hmm. and that is a way that is taught often as we might see, like, we'll look through the Gospels and we'll look through Acts and we'll see miracles that the that God is performing, the Holy Spirit is performing through Jesus, through the mm -hmm. apostles, whoever. And... And then that we draw the conclusion of, and, and a variety of different biblical texts might be used to come to this, is that, well, that happened then, and there was a specific reason that God worked through those people in that way, but God doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which isn't, it's a really interesting thing because, like, I would say that in, in Churches of Christ, which is, you know, our heritage here yeah that would be the predominantly taught thing yes. is you know and so when it comes to like the miraculous gifts of the spirit prophecy and speaking in tongues and healing that those things like we don't the church doesn't need them anymore mm -hmm. god god worked that way in new testament mm -hmm. times but god doesn't work that way anymore mm -hmm. so if that's true then anytime anybody in any of our churches raises their hand and says, hey, like, Ben's got a tumor. Mm -hmm. Can we pray for Ben's tumor to be miraculously removed? Whoever's accepting the prayer request should say, no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, God doesn't work that God way. God doesn't yeah. work that yes. way anymore. Yeah. Why would we pray for that? Yeah. You know, like, but, yeah. we'll, but we can pray that God will give Ben a good doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, but even that might... Hinge, like, I mean, what are we, not to make little the idea of what a miracle is, yeah. but even that, like, aren't, aren't we dealing with just like hundreds and thousands of tiny little miracles? Because like, what if that did happen? <laughs> ben doesn't have a tumor. <laughs> we know about, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in that scenario, what if that happens, right? Like, what if uh, option A he goes to the doctor, they do whatever scan, x-ray, whatever, and they're like, your tumor is gone. We don't know how to explain this. Right. It was huge. Yep. We were going to have to operate, but we can't even find it anymore. Like, hallelujah, praise God, it's a miracle. Um, what if What if it is just that the doctor finds it, and it's not big, and it's kind of like, this is, we're, we're lucky we, we're lucky we caught this, you know? And then the people are praying, they're like, we pray that, that he'll get mm -hmm. a good doctor. And we hear some of these stories, right? It's like, oh yeah, and the surgeon that is gonna operate on this person is like uh, world-renowned, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. you know? So it's like, do either we just have to see all these things as coincidental, or we believe that God is working. And if God is working, if God could even manipulate that, he gave my friend who has a certain illness the right doctor. If I believe God did that, isn't that 
with all the millions and billions of people in the world, like pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that is, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know yeah. where this conversation started. I got lost there. A little uh, bit. Well, I think that's fair. <laughs> you know, the, but, the questions about yeah. cessationism are, oh, are yeah, they're yeah. still, you know, and, and it is from that First Corinthians 13 passage, and I can read that real quick that we... When you say that, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean by um, cessationism? that there are no more miraculous giftings of the Holy Spirit uh, at work through people. And I think that's, you know, so there's a distinction, I think, in saying yeah. between God works and God works through people in a specific miraculous spiritual gifting or the manifestation of the gift of the Spirit. But, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, you know, the conversation about love never failing. And then Paul says after that, but where there are prophecies, as verse 8, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Um, and, and from that, you know, this conversation <clears throat> about the perfection coming and then from there going to well the perfection is the word of god and that's you know so when right. the bible came we didn't need these gifts anymore um, now the difficulty is if you look historically you see certainly records of miracles occurring after the completion of the bible the new mm -hmm. testament all the way through today, you know, we hear things about right. that are happening in some disciple-making movements in the global south from people that I, I would have a hard time looking at them and saying, you're a liar. <laughs> you're right. making this stuff up. And more than that, and, and, and I said this from stage uh, a couple weeks ago, is that you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who's been a Christian. Who would not, yes. Who doesn't have a story. Yes. Right? Like that they can't say. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like I mean, and, and or or doesn't have many stories yeah. of times in there like where those types of things happened, you know, and 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 they're yeah. just yeah, yeah. They they prayed or they didn't or or they heard uh, they heard the voice of God like and and however that came into their life, you know, not like maybe a mm -hmm. big booming thing, but a little whisper and a nudge, you know, and they responded to that, and then then something crazy happened, like mm -hmm. amazing. Yes, and 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 so so certainly, yeah. The point to say all that is not to like argue with somebody who is like a cessationalist, because somebody who is a has that view of uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit might say, yeah. "Well, I can have that view and still believe that God yeah. can do whatever God wants Absolutely. to do." So it's not to argue with that. It's just to say, um, do we do we limit? If we get too much into that, do we limit what God can do? Yes, and. And to kind of then go along thinking, well, God doesn't really do that anymore. And the what the yep. the truth is, the truth of all of our experience is that we see God working that way all around us. And yep. we've, we, I, I've just said, everybody has at least one story of that happening in their own life. And and you've probably heard the stories yep. from friends and neighbors. Yes. And that's kind of yeah. yeah, I think. It could be fair to say um, that that our belief that miracles don't happen is more rooted in the cultural influence of modernity mm -hmm. and the thinking that if something can't be measured or repeated over and over, in other words, x plus y equals z, mm -hmm. if you can't have x plus y equaling z and you can't make x plus y equals z every time, 
then you can't measure it, you can't repeat it, therefore it can't actually be. Yeah. So we can't have an explanation for it, which is rooted again in a modernist worldview and yeah. not a biblical worldview actually. Yeah. You know, so what a belief that we hold to in the church is not necessarily actually anchored in scripture and we've tried to take that belief and rooted in scripture by imposing <laughs> that on the first Corinthians thirteen passage and some other passages as you point out. Yeah. And uh, I believe <clears throat> Going off of that, that our best hope for evangelism in the next five or ten years is yes through prayer, and mm-hmm. and and those kinds, of, because mm-hmm. that I, so we used to live in a world where people were open, and not that the people aren't open to studying the Bible. I think there's still a lot of interest. People mm-hmm. still, uh, Jesus has never lost his luster. Yeah, uh, people. Well, I mean, people have always hated him, but there's always an interest and curiosity yes. there. Mm-hmm. And so, presenting Jesus and uh, you know asking people if they want to know more about Jesus, I think there there'll always mm-hmm. be that. Um, but the forms, traditional church, traditional Bible study, the, a lot of those things have become unattractive to people. Mm-hmm. So they still want to know about God, they want to know about Jesus, but but some of those things have lost, and and, and have. The, the systematization of that, like through growing up in school and just right. be like pounding into you of like, uh, you know, cre- yeah. not creation, <clears throat> but evolution and like all of these other things is for some people to look at a biblical worldview, that's absurdity. Right. So in anything, like how do you get people out of that? You know, like so if you hate like um, blue eyed people, and you just think all blue-eyed people are just despicable, then a way that I can change your mind is I can be in your life and not be despicable. And then that, you're like, I was convinced that all blue-eyed people were despicable and terrible, but then I met Rob and he didn't fit that mold. So if he's not like that, then maybe there's other blue-eyed people mm-hmm. that aren't like that. Maybe I was wrong. And so if, you, if people have a construct of this is how the world works, and then something happens in their life that they cannot right. explain, right? And so, so, so we often, and this may be a way that we go wider, is not just praying for people in the church to understand their position in, in the Lord and their adoption, but that people outside of the church would understand that mm-hmm. is available to them. Um, but, but that things would happen in their lives that would be undeniable, right? Like yeah. that someone would be healed. And and then for some people, it's going to take a little bit more. And for some people, it will never work, right? Like yes. um, the the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Yeah, and, that's right. And Jesus mm-hmm. says, like, look, or I guess it was Abraham that says it, you know, like even, even if we send a dead man back to your brother's, they have Moses and the prophets. Like if they didn't believe it's them, they enough. won't. You know, so so for some people, their hearts are just so hard. It doesn't matter what happens in their life; they're just going to explain it away. Or they're not going to believe. But uh, I, that just seemed like an opportune point to say. This is why it's so important for us to have this kind of faith yes. to really believe God can do these things. Because if we if we don't believe, then when we hear our neighbor talk about whatever they're going through, we're not going to think to pray. We're going to say, "Oh, yeah. that's so yeah. that's sad." Uh, like I, I feel so, or, or we might say, I'll, "I'll pray for you," but it's like a like a nice little like mm-hmm. condolence, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, "Okay, I'll pray for you." The obligatory and, prayer, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And maybe we don't, and maybe because we don't really believe, we don't actually pray for them. We just said yeah. the nice thing. 
uh, or we praise some sappy little, you know, make my neighbor feel better, please feel. It, like, it, we don't really pray mm. with conviction. Um, mm. And so I think if, if we can do that more, I think that'll lead to some good stories. Yeah. Not, not that we're doing it for st stories. We'll stories see, or evidence. We'll see God yeah. work. Yeah, we'll yeah. see God work. Yeah. Exactly right. And then we'll see people come to God. And then that is exciting. And that is what we're all about. Yeah, agreed. Maybe let's let's dial back in to kind of where we started that question a little bit more, and um, because there are those situations where someone is experiencing that unanswered prayer, right? And they've been believing, and they but they just they're they're not they're not experiencing it. They know they're a child of God, but things are just not going well for them. And we've we've talked about these areas are maybe like a bad belief. It's not that necessarily it's yeah. there's something wrong with them it's not the something wrong with god it's not that god doesn't work that way anymore but what should they be thinking in that moment when they're not experiencing what they're asking for yeah uh, there's um a couple of different things that i've been thinking about one that when when paul was kind of reiterating things or asking uh, initially there is a, a an emphasis in the question there, like between God being Father and us mm -hmm. being the child who's asking, and I, so that's that's an interesting relationship because um, mm. when we when we are children and we get to be a certain age, then we kind of we come to that point, and sometimes we are even thankful that 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 our parents didn't give us certain right. things, yep. or sometimes. We look back in regret and we wish, I wish my parents hadn't given mm -hmm. me that thing that I asked for. Mm -hmm. You know, because I don't know whether it be like freedom, like I, I really wanted to go out with my friends that night mm -hmm. and my parents let me, and then my friends did terrible things. And I, like, I, I just the whole night was like, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here. And I wish that my parents would have just said no, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Or, you know, like I, I really wanted a TV in my bedroom. Uh, but then I just, how many hours did I waste playing video games by myself in my bedroom? I wish my parents hadn't let me have that TV. My parents were perfect. I don't have any of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if mom and dad are listening, thanks, good job. Uh, um, so, so there's that. But even and then, uh, and then as parents, we can look back. Yeah. Or, you know, we we're experienced like Paul and I both have uh, middle to young children, I guess, and. Uh, Man, especially the younger, the younger they are, there's so much like little things. Yeah, you know, uh, I want a cup of water. I want a cup of water. Give me a cup of water. You know, you're like this four-year-old's like demanding that you give them a cup of water, and then there's so much hurt and pain when you don't like that water's not sitting in front of them within 30 seconds. You know, it's like, and sometimes it is even sorrowful. Yeah. Like then they come to you and they're like a little upset. And they're like you. You forgot my water, you know, you didn't bring it yet. <laughs> and so I think there's that kind of understanding. And then there's a lot of different analogies that have made been made with that. You know, like there's a healing process. You know, so maybe the kid breaks their leg and like the, the best way to heal it is that you actually, like it, it healed wrong. You actually have to break it again and reset it, you know. And so what actually is best for the child is that they have to go through pain again and kind of, now, th there's no perfect analogy with that, but those are ways uh, to think about it and to try to come to mm -hmm, an understanding mm -hmm. of, 
in the biggest picture, God is my Father. He does yeah. love me. Yeah, that's good. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to be protected from every bad thing, mm. right? Like yeah. that, 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 that. Therefore, no negativity will ever enter my life. God will mm. heal me of all disease, protect me from. All, and some people believe this, but uh, I don't. It's probably not a good, good view. And I, um, my wife Cassie, she, I like how she thinks about it too. Sometimes is. What sometimes if she's grieving something, she likes to get a picture of God in her mind um, that God is grieving too, that God is grieving with her. Yeah, you know. So it's not something that God's just, you know, sitting in heaven with his arms folded, like, well, get over it, kid. But that God, that God is also sad that this thing is happening. He's also sad that that person is sick. He's also sad that that person is not. Yeah coming to a faith in him or wanting to trust them and you know because mm -hmm. that's a lot of our prayers are for people who are lost you know and so we're like god do something like get into their life poke them prod them make them believe you know mm -hmm. but it's like but that would be against if god you know we as much as we want god to like force somebody to change their life like mm -hmm. we also don't want god to force them to change their life right um, so i think there's those uh the other thing is, and this is probably the hardest if you're in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in the situation where you're just, and and maybe you're, a, you know, you've been in Grace Chapel and you've heard these last two lessons, and so instead of them being inspiring, maybe they're discouraging. Even like you're like, I, but I I do believe I'm a child of God, and I do believe God mm -hmm. is that big, but He's not, <clears throat> but He's not answering my prayer. Um, is like then definitely there's sympathy for you. Like, and I think that's like why we have church, why sure. we have each other yeah. is because um, we can do that. And and maybe it's all of the, any one of those things. Maybe you need more faith. Maybe, maybe there's some lesson that's to be learned. Like maybe, I don't, I don't think everything happens for a reason necessarily. I don't know. Maybe there's nuanced ways to approach that, but you know, maybe this is, you're going through this for a reason. I don't know. But, a different way to think about it, and this is real. I think it's hardest when you're in the moment, but it is to to understand, in the grand scheme of things, like in the grandest scheme of things, right? Like at this moment, I'm one of how many people on Earth? I don't even know what is it. Like seven plus billion. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm one of seven billion people that are on Earth. And then I can look it out to the scope of since the beginning of time to now. You know, and then looking at for however long our world will exist, um, you know, like how much am I just a speck? And then, so is is all of this all about me and my life and my hopes and my desires? We we love to make. I mean, that sells books, mm -hmm. right? Like, what's your purpose? What's your destiny? What's you know, like, and and we get. We get wrapped up in that, like, oh yeah. And even in Christianity, God's got a special plan just for me. Like, and I'm not trying to mock this. Yeah. God did knit you together in your mother's womb. And I believe that God has given you special, you know, he's given you a personality, he's given you abilities. Um, but I think it's, it's pretty like um, arrogant for me to walk around and thinking like, Oh, in, in God's, in this whole big plan of what God is doing in the world, 
he has got a special thing for me to do. Now maybe that, like, <laughs> uh, I wanna believe that, and I believe that in one sense. So I'm not mm -hmm. discounting mm -hmm. that completely. All right, but just to look at that in in realm, yeah. in in this uh, in this thought is then because uh, we see this kind of happen throughout. Like when we look at Israel's history, um, there's only one Moses that gets called. There's only you know one Esther that is even in that opportunity in the king in the king's house. You know in the palace, like right Moses. Like how designed is that? Like. All right, all Moses should have been killed, but his parents, you know, they yeah. they save him. They they don't obey the other. And, and and he's got midwives there that are sympathetic, right? And so then he's floating down the river, happens to come by, you know, the Pharaoh's daughter. Like all of these things happen. He's he grows up in the Pharaoh's household. All right. So everybody in Israel can't say, well, I should have been Moses. You know, like, so God has, in this big plan, there's sometimes that one out of a thousand or one out of 10,000 or 100,000 people are selected to help carry the plan forward. And we see that time and time again through the Old Testament where everything looks bleak and it looks like Jesus is not going to be able to make it into this world because if this person dies, it's over and God saves them. Or God says, "Oh, fooled you! It wasn't really that person. It was this person." Yeah. You know, like, and 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 so we see this. Just, I mean, this is why the stories that have been compiled are compiled, and it's not the story of Rob Shaver. It's God's story of how He's interacting with mankind, and so that is. Uh, again, not to be discouraging, because I want us to be encouraged by the fact that the God of all creation is saying, I'm adopting you as my child. Yeah. The God who's all-powerful is saying, the same power that I've used to do all of these things, I'm giving to the church, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I want us to be encouraged by that. But when we get frustrated and we kind of think, God, why aren't you doing what I want you to do? To step back and say like, oh, because what I want is so tiny. In this whole world, mm -hmm. doesn't mean that God doesn't love you, that yeah, doesn't care for you. You know, that's good. Uh, having that tension, that balance, mm -hmm. I think is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it is really good. I think, um, you know, from I think we've all walked through difficult seasons in life. Um, you know, I've I've had my struggles. One of the things I've found when I struggle, one of the worst things I can do is in that particular moment have a decision that I make about God and God's goodness in the midst of the struggle and the suffering because mm -hmm. my perspective at that point in time is only this pinhole of the struggle mm -hmm. and of the suffering. Mm -hmm. um, I've done it before. I've been at a place where I have decided God must not be good <laughs> if this is what I'm experiencing in life. Of course, yeah. as a, so because of my personal experience, God is no longer good. Um, again, very small, limited, limited view. And so for me, what I found my mantra has to be in times like that is just keep being faithful. Mm. Just keep being faithful and leave the faithfulness of God to God. Yeah. You know, I can only be faithful at the level of a human being, which is, you know, far short of the level of faithfulness of God. And we're told in Scripture, God is 
faithful even when we're faithless. So mm-hmm. God will always be faithful. So my understanding of faithfulness is very different than God's understanding of faithfulness. But my call is just for myself, be faithful. Yeah, And we had talked a little earlier about uh, the Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. that he's got a thorn in the flesh and mm-hmm. that he prays several times for God to take that away from him. And God's answer to him is uh, that my grace is sufficient for you and my power will be displayed in your weakness, right? In weakness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be perfected in weakness. So whatever that means, that kind of reiterates that idea of God is clearly saying to the Apostle Paul, what matters most in this situation is not your healing, but my power displayed. Yeah. And, and, I, I mean, do you want to have that conversation with the guy and say, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's more important is me, yes. you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's one thing. Second thing, again, kind of taking your comment that you just made, Paul, and bringing that into the society right now, and that, like the whole cancel culture idea, that is what people have been trained to do, is make snapped judgments based right. off of your emotional state, mm-hmm. right? So not, not just about God, but about everyone and everything, you know? This guy just made this comment on the news, cancel him, and I'm not watching that station anymore. Like, you know, like right. my yeah. friend has this particular view, like that hurts my feelings. You're not my friend anymore. I'm not talking to you anymore. And so we have, not maybe, I haven't heard a lot of that lately. I've kind of been out of the, Media, <laughs> so maybe it's still going on. Probably so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we're moving out of that. Like we yeah. saw that, like, hey, that's not that's not a fun place to live, but we're still we're still there. Oh, we're still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still there. Canceling those. There's a lot going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved to that level now. Oh, so that, so so yeah, yeah we we don't want to do that to each other. We don't want people to do that to us. Right. I don't want somebody to do it. I, like I had a bad day. Like don't don't. I don't want you to make the judgment on me that I'm a bad person. Yeah. You know, or that or or maybe like there's times that I get I'll get frustrated with one of my ch- children. I have this might be shocking to some of you. I have yelled at my children. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want somebody to witness me yelling at my children and think Rob hates those kids. Yeah. You know, or Rob's not Rob must not be a very good dad, you know? Because if you look at the whole picture of me interacting with my children you might say oh he yelled here and he yelled here and he and he punished them here and he didn't let her have her candy you know yeah but you when you look at the big picture that you're like i I hope that you'd say he's a good dad and he loves those kids right um so that's and that though that relational thing so i mentioned earlier parent to child but i think about that a lot too um husband wife you know in the unconditional Mm -hmm. part because it's like, man, like the the kind of love that I have for my wife is like so immense. It's so tremendous, um, and I just think, man, if if I just gave up on that or let that sink down because she didn't give me something that I wanted, mm. like that 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 I, I just that's hard for me to imagine. Now, um, I have I have a a really good wife and yeah. a really good relationship there so that but that that makes it easy for me to compare that to my relationship with God and and hopefully some people yeah. can 
can make that connection as well. I think that's fair. So that's almost flipping the coin to some degree is when we don't get something we want, we often go and say, well, how much does God love me? Mm -hmm. Does he really love me? For us to move to that place, the question sometimes is, when I don't get what I want, how much do I still love? How much do I really love God? Yeah. 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 So I think that's fair. Okay. And we got it. We just love God. I mean, our, our love for God should be unconditional, right? So no matter what happens in your life, you can like you could say that now. No, no matter what happens to me in my life, I will I will love you, I will be faithful. I will love you, like and I and I can, to use Ephesians language, and I can stand firm in that. Like I will not yes. let the the fiery arrows of the devil. I won't let his falsehood right because I've got my belt of truth on. I won't let the temptation of sin because I've got my mm. breastplate of righteousness on. I won't let. Uh, ideas that maybe I'm not saved because I've got my helmet of salvation. Like I'm not going to let any of those things get come between me and God because I love God, right? Yeah. And that's all. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was I was just going to ask you how can we practice this to be faithful? But man, I, I don't know that there's a better way to land this than pointing us mm. back to Ephesians six and the call to stand firm. You know, when you have done everything to stand. Stand. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the repetition of that, and I think that is that is something we're probably not one trained for in the church. It's also not something we're trained for in in this world by this culture in any way, shape, or form. Is to stand firm mm-hmm. because of what we believe we have in God, and because of what God has already given us. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, I've been hearing a lot of things oh, through the years. Uh, about uh, the process of envisioning, you know, mm-hmm. so even like sports and you, you mm-hmm. go out on the golf course and before you hit the shot, envision the shot, you know, and yeah. so whatever it might be. doesn't help me know. on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither, but uh, <laughs> some people swear by it. There you go. And, but, you know, but, but not just in sports and different pe- things in life, like, you know, yeah. like uh, envision the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, a lot that is very positively focused but i wonder if people could go through an exercise that is the opposite and kind of put yourself in a job type situation mm-hmm. and think of that think think through the faith that you have and the love that you have for god so this might be like a, a thing to practice and and going along the idea mm-hmm. of standing firm okay now make a list maybe of the five or ten things that would be the worst possible things you could imagine happening in your life. Mm. And if if this happened, yes, would you remain faithful? Now I know it's different like if it actually happens than just kind of thinking about it theoretically, but that's a start. You know, it's a start to actually yeah. think, well what if yeah. I lost this? What if yeah. this person died? What if mm. I got this terrible disease? What if I couldn't walk again? What if, you know like what if I, whatever it might be, if all of these terrible things happened, one of them or all of them, would I, in the midst of that, would I still see God as good? Mm. Would I still call him Father? Would I still go to him prayer? Would I still worship him in song, you know, and worship him in, in my life, uh, you know? Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, that is a heavy challenge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But a good one. Yeah. 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 Mm. I've been doing it. I, maybe I'm a morbid yeah. person, but I mean, I. 
I, I'll be honest with you. I, I can remember days yeah. that I was I would walk to grade school, be like fifth or sixth grade, and I would in my mind imagine <laughs> terrible scenarios. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I would I would imagine these bad scenarios, yeah. things happening bad in my life, and then thinking about how would I deal with it. And I think maybe that's prepared me in some ways. Uh, I haven't had a lot of terrible things happen, but when bad things have happened, for the most part, I've been able to kind of keep faith, keep my cool, and uh, and then be there for other people. Yeah. Um, so it does yeah. sound messed well, up. Heavy, but I, yeah. No, I, I, I think say it out good. loud. You know, you think about the. There's a lyric from a song that we sometimes sing here. You know, and it is. You know, even if I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, in that moment, still I will praise you. It's easy to sing that. Mm -hmm. It's a whole other thing to live that. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe the truth is, when we sing that lyric, we don't think enough about what we're singing, yeah. and we should ask ourselves the question: In the middle of the storms of this life, is my faith anchored and rooted in the knowledge that God loves me, I'm His child, mm -hmm. and He has equipped me yeah. to live this life faithfully? Yeah. And if that's true, then I will praise Him. And and in the conclusion of the whole episode with Job. That is what God comes down on. Like yeah. when, when, I mean, Job, Job does a pretty good job from our eyes in like handling the whole situation. But at the end, that is God's big speech: is Do you know who I am? Right? Like yes. Yeah. And can you like were you there when I when I make the sun come up every morning? You know, like yeah. all these things. It's just like amazing. <laughs> like you read through those chapters, and it's just like. And and that was that was like we can get so wrapped up in ourselves, um, and he was going through the biggest storm, right? Um, yeah. So the the determination on our part, but that is rooted in. Is it more about who you are, or is it more about who God is? Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. It's a challenging spot to land <laughs> it, but I think that's that's really good. Mm -hmm. It's a good challenge to consider. It's like this is the plane. Landing and there's like, and then we bounced a couple of times. <laughs> you guys are keep you keep it like, let's land this thing. Let's land we like, a long run. Well, and this, and this. Good. Hold on, I got one more idea, everybody. Yeah. Let's talk for five more minutes. Did you have one more idea? I don't. Okay, no. all right, <laughs> all right, fantastic. Well, we'll continue it again next week. Sounds good. Uh, until then, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Paul, for yeah, sharing. It's been fun. And uh, thank you all for joining us, as always. And I uh, look forward to y'all tuning in again next week for part three of More Power. We'll see y'all then.